everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I'm one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn. Um, I'm excited about today's show. There's been uh, a lot of good news this week. You know, uh, Lincoln and I are back on good terms, so we're excited. I, I can't speak for him. I'm excited to uh, jump back into the podcast. Uh, but before we do that, uh, before I summon him, uh, because for first-time listeners, I can summon Abraham Lincoln and uh, talk to him for 15 minutes about politics. I really should have opened with that. Point is, um, we've had one guest on the show the entire time uh, it's it's been running, uh, and that's John Thibodeau. And we just wanted to say congratulations to him because he's going to be writing for Stephen Colbert uh, in about a month. Uh, so congrats, John. Uh, we're very proud. I mean, I can't say for Abraham Lincoln, I'm very proud of you is what I'm saying. Anyways, let's get to some news, folks. Here we go. <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Timothy Robert Dunn. Hey, Mr. President, what's up? How's Not, it going? I am well. I suppose you've heard the good news about our dear friend, Mr. John Thibodeau. Oh, did you see that on Facebook? I did indeed see it on social media. Yeah. And it was a rare instance of some good news not making me feel bad about my own self. Isn't it? Because it's it's just when it's like a nice person, you're just happy about it. Well-deserved, yeah. hardworking fellow, yeah. articulate, hilarious, thought-provoking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellent news. I can say that we are one for one in putting <laughs> our guests you know into the stratosphere. You're right. Uh, sh- and I would like to state plainly that yeah. we shall take full credit for his own success. <laughs> we are the ones who gave him his platform. And uh, if you're interested in perhaps uh, following his likeness, uh, perhaps email the show. We could we could likely yeah. get you in as a, as a guest, uh, uh, perhaps uh, for a small fee. Uh, oh, I don't... Uh, well, we, our time is valuable, and we have shown that we have... Uh, uh, a s- successful alumni and our you know that we are able to produce so uh, yes if you're interested in being uh, the next John Thibodeau email 15 minutes with Lincoln that's one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com we promise you we'll give you a chance no you can't that's not really how these things well hey if you want it we got it but it's it's just sort of gross to say that uh, what we did uh, or any sort of experience he uh, had here okay uh, how about this okay okay <clears throat> when I was living in New Salem okay a small city in Illinois, not even quite a city, but perhaps a hamlet or a small town, uh-huh. a settlement, if you will. Okay. There was a tiny pond, and old man Armstrong went down to that pond, and he did catch the largest catfish I did ever see. It must have swam in from a river or tributary into this little pond and got stuck, and it was, in fact, the largest catfish I'd ever seen to this day. Biggest fish in the small pond. But, what? No, you're missing the point entirely, Timothy. So what happened the next day? Well, I would I state plainly that every single resident of New Salem went down to that pond and cast his own rod into that pond in order to catch the biggest catfish. Now, doesn't that make sense? Hey, if you've got the big catfish from this pond, there's probably more where that came from. So we got the big catfish getting John Thibodeau over the top. Okay. So if you want to the next big catfish, it makes only perfect sense. Don't try to cast your rod into some other pond or, or do your own thing. Come right here. Follow his exact footsteps. Do exactly as he did. So you're saying in New Salem they could have, like, uh, at that pond, they could have established, like, a let's call it a training center to sure. train people how to fish. Exactly. Okay. Now, I will also note that no one ever caught a single fish from that pond ever again. Not That's just, a shame. Not even a large catfish. Which perhaps that is the lesson of this. Perhaps they all should have gone to their own pond and done their own. Just thing. been them, yeah, f- uh, fishing their own pond. And that's perhaps why we really admired Armstrong and 
the first place was not that he caught such a big fish, but that he caught a fish doing it his own way and making no apologies about it. Huh. Well, anyhow. Yeah, there's been a lot of news this week. Um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw this online, but um, they had the Commander-in-Chief uh, uh, forum uh, the other night, uh, moderated by Matt Lauer. There were some interesting things yes, there. Terrible, there's also rumors of pay-to-play politics uh, out of the Trump campaign um, uh, in regard to Trump University and donations that he's made. So yes. there's a lot of stuff to dig into here. Um, do you have a, a somewhere you want, you want to start? Well, I believe that we should start with our hearts, and I would like to extend my best wishes and warm thoughts and prayers to Mr. Lauer and his family, and, and I hope that he makes a speedy recovery from his oh cancer. Oh, my God. It, it, Matt Lauer has cancer? Well, why else would the man have no hair on the tops of his head? Oh, I think that was a stylistic choice. It's been like that for a while. It's a, it's a choice? Yeah, he... Um, he, he looks unwell. <laughs> Very pale. No hair. Clearly, he's never outside. His constitution appears weak. Yeah, he's he's seen better days. He he's a handsome man, or at least he was, you know, fifteen well, twenty years ago. He allowed both candidates to steamroll him and Willy Wally their way out of every single pickle. A lot of people were saying that. Yes, that um, uh, he didn't really hold their feet to the fire uh, in terms of um, uh, consistency in, in the questions. I would I would have to agree. Yeah. Um. Uh. What do you think about uh? uh Pay-to-play politics. Now, you didn't campaign uh, Correct. Uh, to become president. We've discussed this many times. Yes. Um, but do you believe, uh, uh, let's say if you did campaign, hypothetically speaking, you would need donors. Campaigns are expensive. Uh, do you believe someone that donates to your campaign should, uh, by doing so, earn their way into your cabinet or a, a high-level position in your government? Well, uh that that is in a concept somewhat foreign to me. I did do some campaigning before the office of the president mm -hmm. in order to seek lower offices, uh, and I uh, oftentimes political appointments were made in order to reward support either uh, through donations, but more likely through uh, their own endorsements. Um, so I I can I suppose I can see both sides if long as the common good has been served by the appointments and it still manages to fulfill that basic function in addition to rewarding someone for his or her support then. Frankly, can we actually can we actually get back to something else real quick? Oh, oh, was there another news story? Yes, from this you week? know there was something that you had promised to explain to me that had piqued my interest, and I have been waiting on bated breath. Oh, for the since. the social security thing? Uh, no, not social security. Uh, was it um, you told immigration me I, or no? There was you told me that the, there was one thing that I needed to know about. It was happy days. I. N no, I don't think I said. I don't think I said that. Well, I mentioned uh, somehow Happy Days came up in a conversation, and and uh, one of the actors from Happy Days spoke at Donald Trump's um, convention, right? And, and then I, we got into talking about Happy Days, and you got very excited because you liked the sound of that show. It sounds like a, a nice, positive family family entertainment. And then, if I'm remembering correctly, I promised you that we would spend an episode talking about entertainment. Yes, uh, I might understand you. You'd like to do that now. Well, I would like to know what certainly now that we're on the subject, as much about happy days as possible. Okay, uh, it was kind of a kind of a big news week. Are you sh you're sure you want to do it this week? You want this will not be an expense of the news. We can still get back to the news. I I, I did I did promise that we would do a better job of touching on the news. But you know what? You're right, and as a show of uh, 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 friendship, because you know you and I we're we're back on track. You and I, you know, we're doing okay. Correct. Yes. It was touch and go there for a little while, but... But now all of the tracks are connected. Yes. 
Um, okay, let's yeah, let's talk about Happy Days and or entertainment. Timothy, are you worried that if we talk about Happy Days that we won't get as many listens if we talk about trending topics? Because I think I've established uh-huh. through my own reasoning that we should do our own thing. We should yeah. follow our and own path. And not worry. And we uh, will be rewarded for not it. Not worry about what f- pond we're fishing in. Correct. Yeah. Let's just get us a catfish. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Sure. Let's talk about Happy Days. What do you want to know, Mr. President? So, uh... This show, yeah. uh, I assume it's about good days, about good times. Yeah. Well, I reckon it sounds uh, nice. Yeah. Um, so Happy Days was a uh, situation comedy. That's what we call them. Um, and I am, sir, I, I really need to apologize about this. Um, it's a, So it's a comedy, and I keep referencing this because it's the only touchstone I have of your time. So think of, like, Our American Cousin. Um <laughs> But except the the parts before you got shot in the head, it was funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Cool. So think about that. Uh, imagine like uh, every uh, night of the week, you can turn on your television, and there's an Our American Cousin on. Okay. For the record, we had yeah. other comedies, <laughs> not just Our American Cousin. Mark Twain. Uh, all the all the comedies Shakespeare. of Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Falstaff. Him. The all of his all of his. Hijinks that he would get into. It's just that when I'm here looking at you, that's the first one that comes to mind. You have to understand that. I, I suppose I do. I, yeah. It's well, it's the furthest thing from. I would say it was the furthest thing from my mind if that was not physically implanted in uh-huh. my mind through the bullet in my head. Sure. So, anyways, um, Happy Days is about. Uh, uh, it's a period piece uh, about the 1950s in America, uh, uh, post World War II. Um, which were seen as as a, a, a good time to be alive in America. Uh, you know, the economy was strong because so many of the other superpowers had been destroyed during the war. And, um, uh, you know, through the GI Bill, people had new homes and were going to school. Um, but it was actually recorded uh, uh, in the, it was either the 70s or 80s. I mean, I was a child when it was in reruns, but... Um, uh, it's very popular for... Oh, sorry. Were you going to ask something? No, no, no. So it was a time when America was great. Yeah. And I guess... Oh, boy. You caught me there. Um, no, not really, uh, because you still had huge civil rights issues uh, that weren't being addressed. So there's not a lot of black actors on Happy Days. That's one thing I should point out. Um, boy, yeah. Black. Uh, uh, really of color at all. Um no gay characters on on happy days so it's kind of in that sense it was it was of its time anyways it had this very popular character uh, uh named uh the fawns uh sorry my phone just rang do you mind if i just check this real quick okay can't just share my girlfriend and i Making chili tonight, and I need to know. I needed to know how much meat to pick up, and she just uh, texted me. Hmm. How much meat are you picking up? <laughs> Gonna need to pick up about two pounds. Of meat. Two pounds? Yeah. I'm... What is this Thanksgiving? No, no, no. Are it's... you feeding a family of eight? It's for a slow cooker. Do you know what that is? Have you looked that up? I, uh, I know no other way okay. to cook other than to do so slowly. Slow cooker. You just sort of throw all the ingredients into. Um, 
a, a tub that warms up slowly. I'm not over a, a fire not, out yeah, in the backyard. No, it's a, a electronic. You stir it every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it takes about six hours, and you get a you get a chili. Wow. I, six I just, hours. That's pretty fast. I just need to decide um, turkey or beef. That's that's the only thing. Ah. I need to, yeah. I suppose they're equally available. Yes, they are. Yeah, wow. you can pick them up uh, uh, at any time. I don't need to go to a butcher. Butcher. They're just in the uh, supermarket. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. The lack of scarcity is truly remarkable. You are a lucky man. Uh, yes. You should never feel sadness. Well, there's kind of a new kind of sadness. We don't need to get into that now. Sure. It's Enough the about one the that sadness. you. Yeah. It's the one that you experienced when you went on social media. It's that kind of sadness. Ugh. That was the darkest I have right. ever felt. Yeah. So the Fonz. Um, from Happy Days. The Fonz uh, from Happy Days was, uh, uh, he was... Not black? <laughs> no. No, not black. He was meant to seem like a tough, like, streetwise... I don't know if he's a biker or not. I think he does. I think he has a motorcycle. And I think he's uh, meant to... Uh, I learned this recently. I don't know why. He's modeled after uh, Bowser from Shanana. Um <laughs> That means nothing to you. Absolutely nothing. Shanana, no, I'm not going to get into Shanana or Bowser. Um, point is, he was a cool guy, and he, how cool could he be if he wasn't black? Are you just basing this off of Thibodeau? No, uh, that's that's generally accepted. I mean, black guys are cool. I agree with that. Yeah, I, but it's it's uh, it's also ignorant to stereotype positively. You know that, is it? Yes. Well, new things learned. So the Fonz was cool. Anytime he would walk into um, uh, the diner where all the kids hung out, he would uh, hit his uh, his elbow onto a jukebox, which was like a music player, and it would it would immediately play the song he wanted. Well, wouldn't the music player protest and say, "Hey, quit hitting me like that! I'm uh, a musician, damn it, and you shouldn't push me around." A mechanical um, ah, music player. I was picturing an actual human. Yeah, right. And I didn't actually picture a specific race. Just so you know, I was. You you seem to think we're really hung up on race uh, in the uh, 2016. I guess I can't disagree with that, but I'm just trying to catch up. I understand yeah. this is the new promise. We are uh, the, the the new fulfillment of the old promise of all men are created equal, yeah. and I want to be worthy of living in an age where that is taken so seriously. You mentioned Happy Days was an ideal show. Yeah, you're fighting back a yawn, and I'm, I was not fighting back a yawn. I was not fighting back a yawn. I'm ex- trying time. to explain my thinking to protect myself. Here's how this ties yeah, in. Happy Days is this ideal situational comedy. Yes. It offers such a myopic view, a tiny slice of life, a, a fraction Very of the overall white. human yeah. American experience. Yeah. With a tiny time capsule. Yeah. I, I will say this. Uh, here's how it ties into the election. Donald Trump has always uh, often called the 50s as the uh, great time in America that he wants to go back to. Well, I'm sure that blacks would take exception with that. Exactly. Yes. So why would he go around saying that? Ooh, it's uh, it's called dog whistle politics. Uh, he needs to keep Oof. racists in his. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you think that means? Well, I, I think that means when when uh, the dogs hear a whistle and they come and they try to attack your town, and you've got to fight them off. No, it's more. Um, I know that's a worry of yours. Uh, back from the the your time in New Salem. 
again, we don't really worry about dogs overrunning our settlements anymore. That's really not something you need to worry about. We're not in any danger right now of dogs. Well, congratulations. And yet another reason why you should never feel sadness. Again, you're right. You're you're not wrong about that. I should just not feel sadness. Just imagine waking up. You just you've just built a little uh, house for yourself. You've, you've sowed made a some bunch chili. of crops. Yes, you've made chili over the past sixteen hours. You've sowed some other crops. You're about to butcher another turkey. Uh huh. So that you might get another half pound of meat to add to the next week's chili. Yeah. And what do you see coming over the hill? Dogs. Dogs. They've heard the dog whistle. Ah. <sighs> That's sadness. Because they're going to get to your turkey and your chili before you can. What we mean today with dog whistle politics is Donald Trump needs to keep the the uh, the contingent of his voters that... Um, Who were alive during the when Happy Days yes, was on. Yes, exactly. And may hold resentful feelings toward the black community or the Latino community. What do they have to resent them for? They're the ones in control. Oh, just fear. Just general... Ah, uh, yes, fear. Yeah. Their fear of retribution. Oh, I don't know if that so much. That that might be more your time. Well, that was a serious fear of our Yeah. Time. It was a troublesome worry. I think ours is more just a ingrained existential fear of people that don't look like us. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, that should include dogs, but... <laughs> so the dog whistle is him... Sort of saying to these, let's call them um, bigoted people, hey, I'm with you. I can't come out and say that I'm racist, but I, I support you. Why can't he come out you- and say he's racist if all these racists are the ones voting for him? Well, he should just say what it is. He shouldn't have to invoke such a painful, troublesome thing as a whistle, as a dog whistle. If he knew what a real dog whistle was, <laughs> he would never use such a thing lightly. Because then he look loses- around your settlement. Who blew the dog whistle? Who invited them? Wait, here? I'm confused. In in your time, was the dog whistle to make dogs come or to warn people that dogs are here? There was both. There was one for. Why did you even have the one to make dogs come? It's a great question. Clearly, there were devils and demons in our midst who had a a wish to destroy the settlement, traitors of all kinds of conspirators. Yeah. So we went around blaming each other. Who blew the dog whistle? How else would they know where we were? The point is, um, if if he just comes out as a racist, then he loses the moderate faction of the party that's trying to support him. But the moderates are okay with being part of a faction that includes racists. Yeah, they they just just don't don't talk about it. Okay. Yeah. That's your party. That's not my party. Well, no, it's not your party. Not my party. (laughs) Hashtag not your party. No. But what I'm saying is that's a problem that we're dealing with. No one knows what to do with these very old-fashioned people. Well, I, I, I can say that I've tried very hard to square my beliefs from my day when I was part of the Republican Party with the modern Republican Party, and it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I favored investments of all kinds in infrastructure, except that in schooling and education, and I was pretty much just for kids being taught at home. Yeah. But, that still happens a little bit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's how I learned. Mm. You want to know about entertainment? Oh, yes, please. Have you ever heard of Aesop's Fables? Oh, yeah. I worked for a... um. A theater company that toured Aesop's Fables in upstate New York uh, and performed it for children. I see. Timothy, would you say that you've worked for more than two dozen or fewer than two dozen theater companies? (laughs) Wait, more or less than two dozen? Yes. Last week you mentioned you also worked for the the Roanoke Theater Company. Yeah. Where could we be? 
I'm going to say less than two dozen. Less than two dozen. Yeah. Hmm. A dozen and a half? Yeah, probably around there. Wow. Proper theater companies. Yeah, okay. Incredible. Uh, sure, yeah. You are a modern-day man of the stage. <laughs> yeah. So you must know the fable about the old man, the boy, and his donkey. I don't think I remember that one. Oh, no. it's a good one. In fact, it, it applies to what we've been talking about today, if I may say so myself. Yeah, please. So an old man was walking with his donkey and his boy, and they were going into town. So he put his little boy on top of the donkey. Don't yawn, I swear. <laughs> I'll challenge you to a duel, and I'll, cho- I'll choose broadswords, and I will see to it that it happens. I don't want to get in a sword fight with you. Please continue. I didn't want to really be in a sword fight with you either. The old man's walking into town with a, his boy and his donkey. And he says, well, I guess I'll go ahead and I'll put the, don- I'll put the boy... Up on the donkey, they pass by some people on the road, and the people say, I can't believe that old man is depriving his, his boy the, the rights of exercise, and he's spoiling him. He's going to let it, coddle him to death. He's going to be so soft because he's riding on the donkey and not walking for himself. So the old man hears them, and he takes the boy off the donkey, and he gets on the donkey himself. They're walking in town. They pass a group of, another group of old men. They say, I can't believe that old man is up there riding the donkey he should let the boy ride on the donkey he shouldn't be up there by himself what's the what's the point of that uh, he's, he's gonna wear that poor boy out he should get down there so uh they walk by and the old man gets off the donkey and they walk just both of them side by side of the donkey no one's riding on the donkey they walk by another group of men who say oh what a waste neither of them are riding on the donkey someone should ride on the donkey why are they both walking so they decide okay fine the old man climbs on the donkey and he brings the young boy onto the donkey both of them are riding on the donkey they pass yet another group of people who say i can't believe how they're treating that poor donkey they're going to break his back all that weight on that donkey's back what a, what a wasteful terrible thing those men could be walking that old man and that young man they could both be walking so finally they get into town, and this time they've decided that the only way to, ki- to get into town is to pick the donkey up. So they tie the donkey's legs together, and they put him on a big stick, and they carry him to town. But they get to a bridge, and the donkey uh, spazzes out and flips off the stick and falls into the water below, and because his legs are tied, he drowns. Is spazzes out uh, a term from your time? More or less. Okay. It's uh, actually a little bit older. I think I get what you're saying. You're saying that um, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton should stop pandering to so many disparate groups and just be the candidate they want to be? Yes. Okay. Quit worrying about who says which pond is the best one to find catfish in. Just look for catfish yourself. What do you really believe in, candidates? Why are you trying to blow all these dog whistles and, and cater to these moderates and these racists? I think that's a, a wonderful message, President Lincoln. Thank you. Can I leave you with one last thing from um, uh, Happy Days? Of course. There's an episode late in the series, um, uh, and this is just in case you hear someone say this, uh, there's something called Jumping the Shark. Oh. That was, yeah. So that was an episode. Cowards. <laughs> you should fight the shark. You can't fight the shark. No, don't fight the shark. Well, if you die, at least you die valiantly. Yeah, I there's mean, honor in fighting a shark to the death. Though you might not win, at least you've squared up man-to-man. I can't disagree with that. And you're supposed to punch the shark in the nose. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There were no strategies back when I was around. Sure. I never saw a shark, nor did I see an ocean. So people say that uh, uh, the show um, went too far in its writing, uh, became absurd, uh, when they had uh, the Fonz uh, water ski over a shark. That's called Jumping the Shark, and it's, it's based on a Happy Days episode. 
Wow. Yeah. So I was correct in my suspicion that this was a very important television show for the whole civilization. You know what? Yeah. It actually, I mean, I would not go back and watch it today, um, but uh, it was important for us then. Oh, also, watch the episode where um, I think Potsy comes back from Vietnam, because that's just fun. That's just fun to watch. Also, watch Friday Night Lights. Those two things before uh, before next week. Okay. I'll watch them all. Well, anything else you want to cover, President Lincoln? So there was a show called Happy Days, and that's what Trump is trying to get back to. Yeah. But he can't say that he's trying to get back to it, but he's really trying to get back to it. And that's why an actor from Happy Days was speaking at his convention to say, this is the man who could get us back to the Happy Days, even though those Happy Days weren't all that happy. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that sums it up pretty great. Well, I'll see you. Boy, guys, uh, and girls, uh, progressive. Um President Lincoln really just summed up this election for me. Uh, that was a bummer. Um, but uh, happy days aside, really good chat. Uh, we got some historical context in there and some current events. Um, if you have questions for President Lincoln, uh, as he said, email us at 15, that's numerical 15 minutes, with Lincoln at gmail.com. Um, I don't know about just emailing to request to be on the show. We normally just... Go to people for that, but you know, it, maybe yeah. Let let Lincoln know you want to be on the show. I think that's everything. Um, do I have anything to plug? Nope, that's it. Congrats, John. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>